Rutgers Presbyterian Church is located on the corner of 73rd and Broadway in New York City. And for a while in the late 80s, I was the seminarian for that congregation. Now, Rutgers, being located where it is just down the street from some single occupancy residential hotels, so they were at that time, like the Ansonia, Rutgers' congregation was an odd collection. There were older Manhattanites, retired professors from NYU and Hunter School, and there were many people from the SROs, artists and eccentrics. There were the homeless who were regularly around or nearly homeless. And one of the nearly homeless was Freddie. And Freddie ate at soup kitchens and probably had some place to sleep at night. But during the day, he was at church. Some days he was the unofficial doorkeeper of the church. Other days he was the cleaner-upper. Some days he took it upon himself to remove old flyers from the bulletin boards, even if the flyers were only minutes old. Freddie was always doing something, and you weren't always sure just what he was doing or whether or not he was supposed to be doing it, but he was ours, and we were his. And one day, Freddie announced that he wanted to be baptized. Not that Freddie came to church every Sunday, but Freddie wanted to be baptized. And although no one said it, I would imagine that some of us thought, does Freddie know what baptism means? Does this mean Freddie's going to be a member? Well, Freddie met with the pastor, and on Sunday, with his hat in his hand and his head bowed, Pastor Bill Hollister asked Freddie, do you turn from the ways of sin and renounce evil and its power in the world? And Freddie said, No, I guess so. And the pastor asked, Do you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? And Freddie said, Yeah, I'll, I'll try. And as the pastor touched his forehead, in the name of the Father and Son and Holy Spirit, there was a holy moment, the kind where everyone is silent because we all sense that something more is happening than what we see. But we feel it. We feel God's presence. Freddie is so loved by God. And Freddie belonged. He belonged to God. He belonged to us. We belonged to him. He knew it. We knew it. And it was beautiful. As I was studying our text from the Gospel of Luke, it just struck me how complicated this story is. We've got John, the wild 
prophetic preacher out in the wilderness preaching fire and brimstone and everyone wondering, is this the Messiah? In that age of oppression, when all they wanted was to be done with Rome and the taxes, that John was preaching fire and brimstone and how God was going to come and the Messiah was going to burn up all that injustice really was good news. And the people wondered, is this the Messiah? And John said, no, it's not me. But the one who comes really will be the fire. And there was all of this expectation, and then John gets in trouble for calling out Herod for sleeping with his brother's wife. That's what was happening with Herodias. And so John gets put in jail, and it's at this point that Jesus is baptized. That Jesus steps into all of this mess, into that muck and mud of the Jordan River, which is symbolic of the muck and the mud of our world, and everything that's happening with all of the anxiety and the hopes and the expectations. Jesus is right there down in it. And when we think of God in Jesus, for God, Jesus is fully God, we think about God getting right down there in the muck and the mess, in the anxieties and the hope and the expectation of our lives. God cannot be separated from us. God has to be with us. This is God's love. But then if we step back and also remember that Jesus is not only fully God, but also fully human, and what it must have meant for Jesus to have that holy moment in this first step of his life's vision, his life's work, his ministry, where Things were going to be crazy for Jesus. His teacher, John, imprisoned. Jesus is getting into all of that injustice and expectation. And what it must have been for Jesus, the human being, to hear, You are my beloved and I am well pleased. It's not just Jesus' holy moment. For that spirit at Jesus' baptism is at our baptism. And as Jesus stepped into that muddy Jordan River, so God steps in to all of life's muddy Jordan rivers. As I was cleaning up from Christmas and putting away some Christmas wrapping paper, I came across my baby box of things that my mother saved for me from when I was baptized. And I put the wrapping paper down and sat down and opened up the baby box and looked at all the cards from my mother's friends 
and all of the blessings that I had received when I was baptized. I found the little hospital bracelet that my mother had tucked in to that baby box. And there was my baptismal certificate. And I opened it up and saw I was baptized in a Methodist church, which I think is a museum now. It makes one feel a little bit old. And with that baptismal certificate tucked in there was a little statement of baptism from the church where I was baptized. And it said a few things about baptism as I read through it that I just wanted to share. Baptism enacts and seals what the word of God proclaims. God's redeeming grace offered to all people. In baptism, we are all claimed as God's beloved children. This is God's doing. It is entirely a gift. God's steadfast love is freely and completely given without condition. Nothing we do or fail to do can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. And there in in italics, you know, like the one sentence that you pull out, God loves you always and forever, no matter what. And there was a next paragraph that said, God's baptismal claim is about community. In baptism, we are claimed as children of God and brothers and sisters of Jesus Christ. We are made one in mutual caring and sharing. And the italics said, they will know we are Christians by our love. And the last thing was that God's baptismal claim on us is transforming. Baptism initiates a lifelong process of transformation for ourselves as individuals as we are loved and therefore able to love one another and as people who live in community. Gifted with the Holy Spirit, God calls us to share the work of Christ, the ministry of God, feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, visiting the sick, working to end injustice and making peace. And in italics, the Holy Spirit works to transform us and our world. As I sat there thinking about all of these things, I wanted for all of us to have a holy moment in which we know that we are loved so completely. No matter what the world tells us, no matter what inadequacies we think we may have, We are deeply, fully loved. 
by the creator of the universe. I wanted us to have that holy moment of knowing that that Holy Spirit that was put on our foreheads as a proclamation of what God has done for us in creating humanity, I wanted us to all know that that is flowing through us now. That it is transforming us to be who God has created us to be and so that we can help the world be what God has created the world to be. I wanted us to have that sense that something greater than us is happening. It occurred to me to think about Freddie again and remembering that it wasn't about Freddie when he got baptized, but all about God. God's giving, God's loving, God's infinite love touching us always. In wanting to give us a way to make space for the holy moment, because you can't make a holy moment happen. It happens, and it's a gift. But we can make space for it to happen, and we can intentionally think about and pray for it. And one of the ways, or some of the ways in which I thought maybe we could remember and make space for that holy moment in our lives, all through our lives, all through our days. And so these are some of the things that I came up with, and you'll come up with your own, and maybe one of these will hit inside of you and you can take with you. But this is, I came up with, Every time we drink water and we're thirsty, know that Jesus is saying to us, those who come to me will never thirst, that we are drinking in God's love. That when we are showering or bathing a child, we can hear God say, this is my beloved child. When we're watering plants, we can know about the flow of God's love through all of life, or washing our hands, or the holy moment of wiping away someone's tears. We see the baptismal font every Sunday, and in community, we can hear God's voice thunder through the pews. You are my beloved people. In a moment, we'll be going around and doing some sprinkling to remember our baptism, to remember that we are baptized and claimed by God. And perhaps that will be a holy moment. But as I end this sermon, I would like for us all to say one time together, I am a beloved child of God. Let's say it. I am a beloved child of God. Amen.